Welcome to Tag Me, a social media podcast. We'll be connecting with your favorite people and brands on social media to share their tips and best practices with you. My name is Audrey, and in this episode, we'll be learning social media tips from influencer, beauty editor, and beauty brand owner, Allison McNamara. She'll be sharing how she used social media to launch her beauty brand. If you're interested in learning how she built her community, her tips on managing your own brand deals, and more, stay tuned. Allison's social media handles are linked for you in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's learn a thing or two about social media from Allison. She's a social media influencer, beauty editor, and the owner of Mara, a clean skincare brand. Let's welcome Allison McNamara to the Tag Me podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. For people listening who may not know you, in a nutshell, what do you do and how did you get started? I mean, I think you kind of crushed it, but I am, I guess, an influencer now, but I started out as a television host. Um, I love interviewing people. That's kind of like my bread and butter. And over the years, that really parlayed itself into being now a founder of a clean skincare line. That's my passion. I absolutely love like fashion and beauty. And so it was always finding ways to share my favorite things and being an editor. And then now I, I do Mara. Speaking of Mara, which by the way, was recently mentioned in a Forbes article. Yes. Congratulations. Mara has a cult following. How has social media helped you build Mara's community? It's actually really integral to the growth of the business. Like I, okay, so I started out as this TV host and I never thought that social media was going to be a part of my landscape. I think now little girls and little guys, like they can grow up wanting to be YouTubers or Mm -hmm. bloggers, but that like wasn't a career when you and I were starting out. So I never thought I was going to be doing this in this way. So Instagram was really beneficial, but I don't have a huge following. Like I don't have millions of followers like some of these other women and men out there. But I did use my my engaged following to launch Mara. And it really was like the only marketing that we've done so far, which is kind of crazy. We haven't paid $1 in any sort of like- Wow. I know, not yet. We will eventually, but like we haven't yet. And so it's been about a year and a half. And so Instagram was kind of everything. That was the only platform that we had. So it was a big part of the business. I don't think you have to have like hundreds of thousands or even millions of uh, Instagram followers to launch a successful business. I just think you need to be if you are going to use your own platform, you have to be like reputable and people have to go to you for that in order for it to really make sense. But it's 2019, 2020, like you can really do anything anymore. That's right. You can do anything. Look, we're sitting here. Like we're doing I a started podcast. a podcast. <laughs> like, this is what so is cool. this? All right, back to Mara. What social platform do you focus on and why? Ooh, just Instagram and Instagram stories. Like for me personally, like I told you, my be- like background is all about talking and I never really felt connected to my own Instagram feed. I know that might sound crazy, but I don't visually storytell well through photos. I'm definitely a person that's like- Are you sure? I don't know. Because I think you do. Well, thank you. There's some people that I'm like, oh my God, your feed is so good. Like that's never been something that came easy to me. What came really easy for me is Instagram stories. So Mm -hmm. like when that feature developed, like that was something that I really ran with. And so for Mara, I feel like Instagram stories is where we focus on trying to like connect with other influencers and smaller micro influencers. And it's really like where you put all the focus. I really Mm -hmm. don't even do Facebook I do Pinterest a little bit for for Mara and a little bit more just for how I get my like inspo, um, mm-hmm. but I don't really do much Facebook. What makes an Instagram story valuable, especially for Mara? That's a really great question. So like for Mara, I think what makes it really valuable is education. I think that in this day and age, there's so many brands, like new brands are launching by celebrities, influencers, you know, big, big Cahoon brands every single day. So I think it's important to really educate your customer. And so we use Instagram stories as a big vehicle for that. And then also just to show like uh, reviews and people's like Mm -hmm. actual before and afters, because that's when you can see someone's skin transform. 
that's what you want to see. Which, by the way, they are amazing. I've seen Thank some you. of them. I know the retinol is incredible. We worked so hard on that product. It was like a three-year development process and the true um, inspiration for the entire line. So like that's a great way to show really what what you can do with skin. And so I think those are the two most important things we focus on. As an influencer and a brand owner, what should brands be doing to create brand awareness and credibility on social? Ooh, I think it's all about being authentic to your word, right? Like the biggest thing, and I'm sure like a lot of our friends and people that we know would agree with this, is that like the word clean is not regulated. The word natural is not regulated. I wish our government cared more about our bodies and what we put on our face and our skin, but they don't. Uh, so the word clean, it's like it gets thrown around. And I think that like having integrity to like what that actually means, like is so important in this day and age. And that's what builds like the foundation of any good brand. Mm -hmm. So to call yourself clean, but then have like paraffin or mineral oil in there, or, you know, say no parabens, no sulfates, we're clean, but mm -hmm. then have a really, really dirty inky list with filled with a bunch of pegs. Like to me, that's not, that's not like authentic and that's not a way to build an audience. So I think like whatever you're going to like build your brand around, like really be well-versed in that and then mm -hmm. like live up to those actual standards because people trust you as a brand owner. So if someone is brand new to the social world and just launched a brand, where should they start? Can they do it themselves or do you suggest hiring a team? Ooh, okay. I have like this whole kind of my opinion on that is just like do it yourself. Like I think that like when something's really authentic, it really speaks to an audience. But that being said, don't go posting shitty photos on Instagram. It is like it's the time where you have to have beautiful content and like that's going to be your investment. Mm -hmm. So I think that like my opinion for someone starting a brand is to hire a great photographer, don't like take crappy iPhone photos and do it yourself. Maybe that's where you save the money, do your own posting, use your authentic voice, but like make sure your content is is good. I still do Mara's in-feed posts because I'm like really protective of it for some weird reason. Mm -hmm. I don't do the Instagram stories anymore. Um, I have a girl that does that, but I, I still like to do the in-feed posts. Maybe I'll give it up one day, but I'm like very protective, so. Let's jump into your social. Okay. So you have about 50K followers mm -hmm. on Instagram. How did you grow your personal community? This is such an interesting question because I didn't ever try to grow my community. I, you know, was at Pop Sugar and I would have all these amazing girls on my show. A lot of them we know and love, like Mariana Hewitt, your really good friend. Um, everyone that was kind of like an influencer in the fashion and beauty space and then these big celebrity stylists. So people would come on my show. Like I remember Peace Love Shay came on. Or, that's not her Instagram anymore. Shay Marie. Uh, she came on and I had never heard of her before the interview, but you know, she put a photo of us from the interview um, on her Instagram and I got like a couple thousand followers. Now this is back in the day where like you could post a photo and like that kind of retent like that kind of traffic would come to your page. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a lot different now. Um, but so slowly I just started like amassing these followers just from girls coming on my show. So that's kind of like where people knew me from was from being at Pop Sugar, having this um, TV show and then having these girls that were also on it um, all the time. So like I kind of tried to parlay that but I was a little late in the game. Like I realized in 2015, like, oh, maybe I should like make my own content. And then I started making content. But like I told you earlier, it's not, it was never something that spoke like really naturally to mm -hmm. me to like do the feed stuff, even though I knew I had to do that to kind of adapt. Well, I think all your content looks amazing. Thank you. And I also want to comment on your captions. I think this is where your editor skills really shine because I've read so many of your captions in the past couple of days researching 
everything you've posted on social and almost every caption has a call to action. You're tagging a person or a brand or it's informative, which I think captions should have a purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. What is your caption recipe? Caption recipes. So with that, I've just been trying to be more thoughtful with them because it's easy to have like an outfit photo and you're like, all the camel. And it's like, what the hell is that? Like, I'm trying to be a little bit more thoughtful with like the conversations that we start. We have these platforms and, you know, I'm just trying to you know, talk about things that are important to me. Like I posted something the other day about Elvest, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. I read about it. Yeah. It's this amazing financial tool that you can use to help start, you know, your own investment, especially Mm -hmm. for women who are entrepreneurs who maybe don't have a 401k in place or, you know, some sort of larger company that's saving for them or doing a matching system. It's a really nice tool that I think you can use. And so I wanted to share that Mm -hmm. with my audience, but like I shared it on like a really glamorous photo of me, like with champagne. So like, it's, it's kind of like just trying to start those honest conversations and, you know, give the wisdom that I've learned or like get wisdom from my followers mm-hmm. with these glossy photos. Shout out to Elvest. Yeah, they're What's awesome. What's their handle? Um, it's just E-L-L-E-V-E-S-T. All right. Well, there you go, guys. If you want to start saving. Yeah, it's awesome. Join Allison. <laughs> join me and the other like half a million women that are doing it. All right. So at what point, since we're talking about content, did you start getting messages from brands wanting to work with you? Almost instantly. And I think it's because of my editor background. You know, I didn't have that hard transition that I know a lot of women go through to start monetizing their platform. I was already doing branded deals when I was at Pop Sugar. So I would have, and these were, these would be huge deals because they'd be built in with like, you know, the Pop Sugar brand. But once I left, it was a pretty natural extension that brands reached out to me for. And so for that, I'm forever grateful. Um, but that doesn't go without its own set of challenges, right? It's about how I used to have a manager and an agent that would do all of my deals. And now I do most of my deals myself. Mm-hmm. And so, I think for like people trying to start out doing content with brands, you just have to like post stuff and not expect any sort of payment for mm-hmm. a minute. And I even do that now. Like most of my partnerships come out of like me just honestly sharing things and then brands reaching out and being like, "Hey, we want to like do something with you." Mm-hmm. And that's not my only form of income, so it's kind of like all extra to me. What has been one of your favorite brand deals? <sighs> Ooh, that's so hard. I hate to play favorites, but um I think the one that I probably, like the one I was most proud of mm-hmm. was probably the L'Oreal deal I had. It was like a year long deal and it was like the first major deal I had when I went on my own. So that was one that like really gave me confidence to do this as like a future endeavor and not be like with a big company. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the one I was most proud of because it meant a lot in that moment. But the one that was most exciting was probably Le Mer because even though it's not a clean brand, it's a brand that I've looked up to and used for years and I really wanted to try and get more into the prestige space. So that was one that was like a big checkbox to uh this year so nice yeah it was really fun l'oreal totally makes sense for you you have the best hair thank you i mean it's a little it's a little fried right now but i also love that you touched on that you now negotiate all your own deals which i actually know mm-hmm. because yeah. we actually <laughs> yeah. just worked on some sponsored yeah. content for a band i work with um but i love that and i think a lot of talent feels that oh i want to be an influencer i want to work with brands i need a manager What would you say to someone who's just starting out? You 1000% do not need a manager. Um, Most of the deals I've gotten, even when I had, I've had big fancy agents at big top places, not necessarily for influencer work, but for like traditional talent. And I would still bring a majority of the deals. All of the jobs I've ever gotten, whether it was Refinery29, who Christine Barbaric, the editor-in-chief, sought me out when I was at Pop Sugar, to Entertainment Tonight when I was there. All of these I procured on my own. And most of the deals I've gotten have all been through like people DMing me or me sharing something. So honestly, I know it seems like the grass is always greener if you don't have a manager. It is harder when you have to go through those 
the contracts. I have a lawyer that I work with. I think that's important. I did have an incident though where my face did end up on a brochure like a year after the the deal and that was like something that was like a legal a legal issue but and that will might happen maybe not to that extreme because that was pretty extreme but you know it's good to have someone that knows what they're talking about doing it looking over it but you don't need someone to actually get the deal and I don't think because you have a manager it's going to mean that you're going to get a bunch of deals either like that was the thing that I think a lot of my friends have faced it's like oh I have this big agent now but like or manager but I'm not getting any deals right I love what you also mentioned, right, about your face ending up on a pamphlet or brochure because <laughs> brochure. I think one of the biggest things, especially if you do manage your own deals, is knowing where it's going to live and for how long. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I think some brands don't do it to be, you know, sneaky. I think it's because startup brands don't really know maybe how to navigate the influencer space. So they think if they're paying you for sponsored content, they can utilize a photo in a pamphlet on their website here, there, on a billboard, but that's not really how it works. Great. (laughs) Right? So, you know, breaking down how all that really works Mm -hmm. with a brand is is very important. Yeah, the usage is incredibly important because it's also like your name and likeness. And, you know, I'm not going to say the brand that did this, but it was a massive brand. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a huge brand. They definitely knew what they were doing or someone just didn't read the terms. Um, But because it was a year-long deal, it was a massive brand. And then I ended up the following year on something that like I didn't even – like it wasn't even a part of the deal. Oh man. I know. So what did you do? I mean, my manager at the time, I had him, he did work it out and they, I ended up getting paid more. They basically mm-hmm. just extended my deal, but it was annoying because I had other other work that was in mm-hmm. that space that had exclusivity to it. So oh, that's man. where it gets a little like, mm-hmm. yeah. So Research that, that if you're- Big one. Managing your own deals, exclusivity. You want to know how long if you're working, for example, with a shoe brand, Mm -hmm. if they say you're exclusive with them for three months, you can't work with another shoe brand for three months. Yeah. So now that we've just talked a lot about brands and some things that have happened and contracts in working with so many brands and now being a brand owner yourself, what would you suggest to brands when they're working with talent to make it a smooth partnership between the two and really mutually beneficial? I think that to have a really successful partnership, everyone just needs to know what the expectations are. So I love, like, I know we're working on a deal right now and it's like when you can send a lookbook or, you know, just a spec sheet so you kind of understand like the vibe they're going for, having all the hashtags there, having all of the tagging there, like just making it really simple for mm-hmm. the influencer and then the influencer can deliver what they what they need to deliver. But I think when it's like this elusive thing that goes back and forth and you're, I almost think like when you have too much creative control, it mm-hmm. also, if it's not an Instagram stories, too much uh, creative control for the Instagram without having any sort of guidelines from the brand, it makes it hard because I have had some things in the past where they're like, well, that's not our vibe. And it's like, well, you didn't give me any sort of guideline. So I think just having like a clear set of instructions and a clear set of like what the expectations are Mm -hmm. is really important. I also think that like brands should let the influencers kind of do their own thing too, though. I think there should be like that breathing room. Like, you know who you're hiring. So like, you should already be very well versed in their style. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes I have brands and usually I don't work with these brands, honestly, but that come to me and will ask for things. And I'm like, have you ever seen what I do? Like, I'm not going to post about like a car. Right. Know the talent that you're reaching out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to give talent as much creative freedom as possible. And now we're going to jump into some pop questions. Are you ready? A brand or person you would love to work with? I would love to do like a high-end fashion moment. I started out in fashion. So like that's my dream is to do something fun. I know that's like very aspirational, but I would love to do something like super chic in Paris. Tell me a brand. 
Oh, well, should we reach for the stars? We, let's do it. Like Chanel. All right, Chanel, you heard that. <laughs> you heard that. Allison wants to work with you if you're listening. Yeah. Anyone. You take all my money anyways, so. Your Instagram content crush. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I love this girl named Laura Crafey. I think that's how you say her last name. She's got incredible beauty content. She's just like so... I love her. Um, I love Lauren Gores. I think I shared that with you. She's like the workout goals, mom goals. Yes. I don't have I don't have a kid yet, but if I did, like I would want my life to look like that. Um, and I love uh, Nikki DeRost and Katie Jane Hughes' makeup artists. They're mm-hmm. probably like my two favorite makeup artists to follow. And for fashion, oh my gosh, I like every. There's so many girls I like. <laughs> I Margot agree. and me, Ame Song, all mm-hmm. the things. Mm-hmm. Your go-to visco filter. Yeah, so I kind of stopped using Visco for a minute, but I'm, I like A6. I'm an A6 girl. Yeah, and I think it's J, like J2. It's kind of like, like this weird blue hue, but I like mixing that with like a, a warm tone on top of it. But those are probably my two favorites. And C4. I love this. I feel like we're nerding out and it's so making crazy. me so happy. Is it weird that we like know our Visco A4. Tones? Yeah. H- I used to be an HB1, HB2 girl. I used HBs for a minute but too. But when the A's came out, I was all for, on see it. See never. See you never. <laughs> What apps related to social do you use that you couldn't live without? Unum is a big one for Mara mm-hmm. because I'll plan out like a month in advance so I really don't have to think about it. So Unum is like my ride or die. I love the Teza app. I forget who I discovered that by. It's a newer one for me, but I love – there's like – I think it's the Inspire filter. It just really mutes out things. And with my hair color, filters are hard because mm-hmm. I have this bright red hair. So if it has like – it's hard to describe it. If it has the wrong tone, it makes me look like an orange – like. It's not cute. So is Teza a photo editing app? It's a photo and video. Oh. So it's great if you're doing like a branded Instagram stories, make mm-hmm. it look really sleek and glossy. Okay. Yeah, Teza's really nice. So Unum, Teza, um, those are probably the two that I use the most. I also love Unfold for Instagram stories mm-hmm. and Story Art. There's a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest on Tag Me Podcast. If you want to follow Allison or tag her when you share about this episode on Instagram stories because it is so good, you can find her on Instagram at Allison McNamara and her skincare line at The Mara Beauty. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tag Me. If you enjoyed it, give us a shout out on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast. Let us know what you learned from the episode. Make sure to subscribe so you're always up to date on Tag Me episodes. If you have feedback on the podcast, guest suggestions, including topics, or you want to be a guest, visit us on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast and click the email button or slide in our DM. This podcast is for you, so please let us know how we can improve. We look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you on social. Don't forget to tag me.